guys, I'm sorry just to, to do this on such um, short notice, not feeling too good. Maybe we can just record the show like Monday, maybe Tuesday with that. Yeah, I, mean, I can check my schedule. Like, you know what? I I just think we just do it like in five six weeks because five, six, six. I know it doesn't really make sense because this is the week four show, but I think doing it in like week nine just would be better for me. Is that like the week four episode? Yeah, yeah. Just is that is that good? Yeah, it's good with me. It's fine. Right. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, of me. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Welcome in the guys, begin dudes, fantasy football, this is your host Noah Obstfeld, and as always with me is Michael Smith, Jared Williams, and Kieran Day. As you can tell from my YouTube audience, it's a little different, but that's okay, because I bring the show with me, and you can see right there, I even brought the set with me. Check it out, Lion's Hat <laughs> in the background, you love to see it. Anyways, guys, we got a good show for you today, we got some big uh, news, obviously, how are you guys doing? Well, besides the news, I'm doing pretty good. Had some other good news this past week with my Dodgers and Lakers, both looking good so far. Had a decent week in fantasy, won all my leagues. Just for clarification, Dodgers and Lakers, are those like a Laker? Is that like a person who lives on a lake? A do- like a mm-hmm. Dodger, a person that dodges? It's a, it's a really completely sure. different world than fantasy. Yeah. You wouldn't it's, understand. It's, oh, okay. it's, it's playoff dodgeball right now, so the Dodgers are really a heavy favorite. Oh, that's a good it's team good. name because Dodgers dodgeball. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Well, I mean, I, I mean, whatever that is, I just wish them the best. Um, they should try fantasy football. Uh, it's pretty fun. <laughs> Anyways, this is Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. You can follow us at, on Twitter, at, guy, at Dudes Football. Jeez. <laughs> follow us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, all that jazz. And let's get right into it. The biggest news of the week, COVID has hit the NFL. Mm-hmm. A few of the Titans uh-huh. get tested positive. So we have all this – this is going to happen for the Titans. Steelers game, this is going to happen. It's going to be postponed for into the future. No need to worry about it unless you probably, you know, have these guys on your teams. Anyways, we knew this is a possibility. And what do we do in fantasy football? We adapt. We adapt. Yes. You know, just like the Dodgers do, when a ball comes at us, we dodge the ball, right? <laughs> so, you know, that's what we got to do here. Cool. Uh, so, you know, that's why we have depth. Um, any more to say on the COVID stitch guys? Basically you just think of it like a bye week uh, n- It seems like none of any of the fantasy relevant guys have contracted it and they're just going to do some sort of switch around with the bye weeks. Yeah. Uh, I think that COVID uh, like approached Derek Henry and was like, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> I think he stiff armed him. He gave him a stiff gonna, arm and said, yeah, I'm going to just sit nah. this one out. Let's go do some like third stringers. Well, that'll be a little easier to take them down. Um, but yeah, I think well said. It's a bye week. I know for me, uh, me and Kieran, AJ Brown, Truthers, we're happy. He's a little bit more time to rest. We'll have him good to go for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, if you guys need help, I know this is a stressful time. Go to our Twitter at Dudes Football. Give us your questions. We'll be happy to help. Uh, other big news: Nick Foles named the starter. And geez, this Anthony Miller like prediction has been a roller roller coaster. We had the four for seventy four and a touchdown in week one. Uh, woohoo! It's all gonna happen again. A Rob wants a trade. Yeah, and then yeah, A Rob wants a trade, and then week two a big fat zero, and then week three like three receptions, forty something yards, and a touchdown. All right, like but now Nick Foles is here. Oh my God! I think it's time. I mean. You guys you were laughing at me in week one. Do you, are you guys still laughing at me about the Anthony Miller prediction? Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be as much of a breakout as your John Brown last year. Okay. Or you can give him a breakout year. He's never really had a good year to begin with. So He's really good at football. He's a second-round pick. Like, Anyways, yeah. I mean, obviously with Nick Foles in there, better quarterback, likes the slot more. You're just boosting the mm-hmm. whole offense. Uh, more fantasy news. Godwin going to be doubtful. I really think Godwin's going to have the hamstring bug this year. 
Um, I'm worried about it. Would you guys be looking to trade? Definitely. And they have so much depth at receiver and tight end that – and presumably they're not going to really need to push him because their defense is really good. Tom's a great game manager. You'd expect them to be able to win nine, ten games even if he's sidelined for most of the year. So I feel like they're, they're just not going to push him at all. Yeah, yeah. I, feel that. I feel the same way. There's no reason to push it too hard. I mean, in terms of looking for trade value with Godwin, I don't know – how interested as a fantasy owner myself I would be in trading for him. But if there's someone out there who's chasing past points from last year and still views him in that light, definitely dangle that out there and see what you can get. But I wouldn't expect to get a return on, on, on your draft price. It didn't seem like it was that serious a hamstring injury. We'll see how that off. Obviously that offense has the weapons to get by without God. We'll see how they do though. They play the chargers and bears coming up. It should be winnable games. If they struggle in those two games, I could see Godwin coming back and, and still being a, a fixture in that offense. Mm, fixture, good word. Um, <laughs> I got a, the only league I own Godwin in, there's another team name and, they, and the team names carry over. It's In God We Win. And I've been trying to get him to take it. He hasn't taken any of my offers. But I feel like how could you not own Godwin <laughs> in that league? Anyways, last big piece of news, uh, Lazard, uh, Green Bay receiver, uh, after this huge week, last week six for 146 and a tud and he was looking like finally the the, the answer to our wide receiver to Aaron Rodgers question it's mm. Alan Lazard and then he's out indefinitely with I didn't have even heard of this what was the injury core surgery core surgery you know and it was crazy when, it was no it was no reports just straight off the bat it's not always limited to practice it's he's had surgery he's out indefinitely so adjust your expectations um to that that news, if you're buying into MVS, if you think that Devontae Adams is just going to be a smash play, or even Aaron Jones could be sprinkled with a couple more targets. So we'll see. This week will definitely be a make-or-break week for a lot of guys, and I think that watching this Green Bay offense, will there'll be a lot to tell from this week for sure. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, that entire offense should be a great start against the Falcons. This is Aaron Jones, because I don't trust Marcus Valdez scaling to be consistent for a given game. I just think this makes Aaron Jones that much more valuable, like Alvin Kamara in the passing game. Mm-hmm. It's a good comparison. All right. Again, this is at Dudes Football on Twitter. This is guys being dudes. Listen to the Thursday night review. You know, we were all like, there couldn't have been enough flack for this game, and it turned out to be a decent watch. Really fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have uh, Brett uh, Ripian, Rip Rippin. Who knows? No idea. Uh, but you know, uh, you know, you know who knows his name now is as Adam Gase, and it doesn't look like he's going to be fired, uh, which sucks for all my Jameson Crowder truthers out there. Where you at? That's a good thing <laughs> for the Crowder truthers. We really? Why is that? You, every time I see Jameson Crowder running a drag over the middle, it's it's just music to my ears, because this man can catch seven to ten passes every single game and go for 80-plus yards and sometimes score a touchdown. And in a PPR league, he is the ultimate flex for where you drafted him. He's yeah. a wide receiver, too, in PPR when he's healthy. Yeah, well, let me, let me tell you this. If you count this week into average scoring, where is – and so he's only been week one, week four. Where do you guys think he is in, in a, among PPR receivers right now? Six. Yeah, it'd be t- yeah, top ten. Jamison sure. Crowder. Not saying without a doubt is what that's like two twenty point games. Yeah, yeah. he's a wide receiver in PPR five. So. Oh come on, that was nice. Give me some credit. <laughs> okay, it was nice. It was nice. You know, that's six Love pretty it. close to five. Uh, that was nice. And then Melvin Gordon, huge game. Uh, and it looks then, good. It's kind of surprising to see. I know yeah. Lindsay's out, but uh, Lindsay's limited in practice. He should be playing next week, but. Melvin really looks – he looks the part. Yeah, and then yeah, Tim I mean, Patrick looks like the guy to, to own. Seven targets and 100, over 100 yards and a touchdown. I mean, are you guys taking that seriously? I, I wouldn't take it too seriously. In a, in a press conference before the game, Vic Fangio, I think is the coach of the Broncos, forgot the quarterback's first name. So I don't think that this offense is some sort of machine, well-oiled machine that the coach is ecstatic about. So the wide receiver to own, I think, is nobody there. Judy's got some upside, but I don't think you're ever going to be throwing Tim Patrick into your lineup and smiling yeah. about it. Speaking on Especially Melvin, just quickly, I didn't 
I watched most of the game, and I don't think he looked that great. He had two breakout runs that were should have been tackles for loss. The offensive line looks shaky. The Jets are just so horrible that he was afforded a lot of good field position. They didn't have to move the ball very far, but I'm sure every Melvin Gordon fantasy owner out there is just smiling right now, for sure. And the Broncos aren't going to be that favorable of a game script. And, you know, it's important to note that Noah Fant got hurt, K.J. Hamler got hurt. So I think that's why we saw Tim Patrick step up. If they are healthy, have left, I don't think Tim Patrick's really something you should be focusing on. Yeah, we had a tweet from Raheem Mostert after the game calling uh, calling for the NFL to shut down MetLife Stadium because the turf is so bad. And, I mean, if you look back at all these injuries that have been happening there, I mean, San Francisco last week, like, it, it's terrible. And, uh, I mean – I don't really know about, you know, turf culture, but I trust Raheem. And I think that's a, I think that's a good call. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Sam Darnold, best running back there right now. Six carries for 84 yards and a touchdown. That's that's efficiency there. And then you know, Crowder, seven receptions, 104 yards. I mean, I'm buying into Crowder as, a wire, as like a wide receiver too. And I think I'd, I'd per, I would rather see Adam Gates go, but I can see both sides of it. Um, yeah, looking good. And obviously, if you own any Jets running backs besides Le'Veon Bell, just please just drop them immediately. Yeah, it's watching Frank Gore run into the offensive line is not a not good fun. sight. He what is he averaging like one point five yards per carry? It's just ridiculous <laughs> at this point. He's padding his stats. Yeah, he's just trying to get get to number two. Uh, let's get into the Week Four preview. Starting with the Saints versus the Lions. Uh, Saints are looking like last year's uh, Arizona Falcons in terms of the tight end. They cannot cover him. So it looks like TJ Hawkinson is in line for a big week. <laughs> and you know what? I'm pretty confident the Lions win this one. The Ooh. Saints have been – listen, Saints have been looking pretty bad without their best player. And, yeah, Breeze can't – I mean, I, I might be able to throw <laughs> the bar f- ball farther than Breeze. Like – it's put aside, it is put aside crazy to side. watch. It is crazy <laughs> to watch how he literally only checks down the ball. He doesn't even look down the field. And I don't. I'm a little not worried about Michael Thomas because obviously he's a stud and he doesn't go that far down the field either. But I've seen a noticeable drop off in Breeze's play, even his accuracy, which is his kind of claim to fame. So I'm with No on this. I don't know about a win, but I definitely think they they they'll cover. Yeah, Michael Thomas is practicing. Jared Cook's probably not going to play. Uh, the Saints are they're I don't think they're a bad team. They were hanging in there with the the Packers pretty well, so mm-hmm. I I think the Saints are going to win. Lions did pull off a great win against the Cardinals last week. Kenny Galladay came back. He's not oh, even yeah. on the injury report anymore. So wow, slide your wide receiver one back into your lineup. That's looking yeah, good. that's great. Moving on yeah. to the next game, we have Chargers. And the Buccaneers facing off. I think this is going to be, honestly, an interesting game to watch. There are a couple missing pieces that we alluded to earlier. And who's going to step up in those? Could we even see a a mini Gronk sighting in this game? I am a little excited. He had six catches last week. They're down Godwin. I think Scotty Miller's not going to play. I'm throwing a dart throw at at Justin Watson. I think could have some room in the slot. I don't think Chris Harris is playing either, so – this Chargers defense, which has been extremely formidable, might have a little bit of trouble against the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Herbert, uh, he's got a juicy schedule coming up with New Orleans, the Jets, Miami, and then Vegas. I think you can keep him and stream him if you have, you know, one of those Breeze or other quarterbacks who might be struggling a little bit. Yeah, I'd be surprised if Herbert isn't owned in most leagues by the end of the year. I mean, he came in, had a good game against the Chiefs in his week one after learning he's going to be starting. 10 seconds for the game. I mean, that's the quarter, quarterback you want on your team. The guy can just come in and talent can run the, the ball receiving too. core. Yeah. I mean, he's almost yeah. as good as Sam Darnold when he's running. It's, <laughs> it's absurd. He's an athlete. Yeah. What do you guys <laughs> think about what do you guys think about Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler's outlook with Herbert at the quarterback position? I know the coach is alluding that maybe Tyrod Taylor could be the starter when he comes back. We all hope that's not the case for fantasy, but what do you guys see their outlook going forward? Yeah, I'll, I'll take this one. Absolutely love it. I was a huge Austin Eckler proponent coming in. And, you know, the one catch with Tyrod Taylor is so disappointing. But Austin Eckler, he's proving that he is, like, an incredible back. So, obviously, you have to love him. And Keenan Allen, his target shares way up. 
It, mm-hmm. He just signed a $80 million contract. They're obviously going to use him. And Mike Williams is not very good. So, <laughs> obviously, I love those two guys. Yeah. But anything else you guys want to add on there? Good? Okay. Yeah, you got it. One interesting thing real quick for looking into the, some snap counts this week. Uh, who had more snaps? Fournette or Rojo? It was Rojo with 35. Fournette with 25. So, I mean. And Fournette's I mean, probably not going to play this week. Hasn't practiced yeah. at all. Rojo. That was one thing. Rojo could be a solid play this week. Uh, the passing defense for the Chargers is decently solid. Fournette is doubtful. So, Rojo could have some yeah. serious volume this week. Moving on to the Jags and the Bengals this week. I'm going to head on over to Mike after that disappointing Thursday night against the Dolphins. <laughs> not, not to laugh too much, but, I mean, it was not good at all. Everybody screamed <laughs> Gardner Minshew for a nice 10 points. Hate yeah, I mean, anything to say there, Mike? Uh, I think DJ Chark's in line to come back this week, and if so, I think – I think you can justify starting Gardner Minshew this week. Wow. All right. I mean, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about these Bengals receivers? I know it's just been an absolute roulette wheel that's driving me crazy as an AJ Green truther to see him just spreading it all around little one yard touchdowns to who knows what. And it's, it's just so frustrating to watch. I mean, Uh, Kieran, I'll just stop right there. I mean, Michael is turning red. All he's been talking about is T. Higgins all week. I mean, no, I, I want to start with someone else first. And it's Tyler who I loved at the start of the year. And I think he's a mid-tier wide receiver two, even an upper-tier wide receiver two. And I'm going to say something. I think T. Higgins has a better rest of season than A.J. Green because he is clearly the guy that they want to develop on the outside with Tyler Boyd, with Joe Burrow going forward. It's not going to be A.J. Green long-term. So I think they're going to force-feed that relationship between Burrow and T. Higgins, and he led them in snaps last week. So I think T. Higgins could be a solid play, maybe not immediately, although the Jags D is suspect, but I think second half of the year could be a really good receiver. You don't think that C.J. Henderson rookie of the year take from earlier is going <laughs> to shut down this Bengals wide receiver core? Well, he's, he's probably going to guard A.J. Green, and then there's no one in the slot to cover Ooh, Boyd. Tyler Boyd is going to feast. Tyler Boyd's going to feast. You know, Miles Jack can't can't hop on over help out he could but he's too busy being the highest grade linebacker in football yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think generally speaking this is you know who you need to start from this game there's some solid options james robinson great play mixon if you took him early you're probably gonna have to play him boyd aj green t higgins take your shot at who you like i don't know if any of them i boyd i think is a great start the other two yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, getting into a game that could have been bad, Vikings-Texans. I mean, what a wild game last week. Justin Jefferson, seven – no, seven receptions, 175 yards and a touchdown. And I, I'm going to take credit. Last week, let's play the soundbite. Oh, yeah, I think Justin Jefferson will be a second-half player this year. You know what? I'll take that, you're, man. You're Justin Jefferson. <laughs> first half <laughs> Well, I mean – Hey, if I, yeah, well, <laughs> no, it's but, pretty amazing that you said that the week before he completely just go. I mean, Kirk amazing. Cousins had like 250 yards last week uh-huh. and 175 of them were to Justin Jefferson. How, like, how's that even possible? I, I, that's that should have been your number one waiver claim this week. Uh, there really wasn't anybody else out there. Well, it was, but then, uh, I screwed myself <laughs> over by picking up Adrian Peterson because I didn't understand Yahoo rules. And because Yahoo does not rule, it sucks and I don't get it and I'm going to cry. <laughs> Better than ESPN. Question for <sighs> a friend. If you had AJ Green and Justin Jefferson with these last two games just talked about, who are you oh. starting this week in a half PBR? Jeez. Jeez. Um, I don't even pick someone out of those two. <laughs> I don't honestly, want to start AJ Green anywhere. I'm starting Jeff Justin Jefferson. Honestly, yeah, I'm starting Justin Jefferson. I mean, it's another great matchup against the uh, Texans. Uh, yeah, that's I think there's all there is to it. Uh, and I think Kirk Cousins uh, finally had a decent game and could be a really good streamer this week. Yeah, and definitely. guys, Brandon Cooks, just the disrespect is just 
And yeah, say, let's move on to the Texan side of the ball. I, I yeah, and I, All right, yeah. we can't hear you, Mike, but uh, <laughs> but honestly, guys, let Russ cook and let Cooks cook. Am I right? <laughs> no. Am I right? I think okay, I'm right. I need to ask you, why, <laughs> why are you so high on Brandon Cooks after he hasn't done anything? All right, he did do something. Week two, he had a fine PPR game, eight for 95. So that's wrong already. And the second part is what I've been – what I like I like this phrase that I've heard, the Texans season starts this week. They've had three <laughs> really tough defenses, and now it's time for Deshaun Watson to show, hey, I don't need DeAndre Hopkins. I'm a good quarterback. I'm a big boy. And he's going to do just that, and he's going to start off this week with a huge Brandon Cooks game. Will Fuller Ooh. is going to just keep doing his Will Fuller thing, and he'll have, you know, 150 yards, four touchdown game at some point in the season, and he's going to roll the dice there. And uh, But I think Brandon Cooks, is, as soon as we start getting these better, I mean, worse defenses, it should be fine. I mean, the only thing is the Texans' line continues to be garbage. I also think David Johnson should – really become a solid RB2. I am I'm starting to hop onto the David Johnson boat if you can get him at a better value than where he was drafted at. Mixon or John, Mixon or David Johnson right now. I Mixon still. But I do David like Johnson, David James Johnson. Robinson. James Robinson. I'd probably David Johnson. I'd probably take James Robinson over Joe Mixon at this point. <laughs> I, th- I, don't I think know about David Johnson's David Johnson's schedule is coming up. It was pretty juicy, and if he strings together a couple good games, I think people are going to turn. He could have a big, big games through the air as well. So here's a matchup people have been just loving to pick uh, the Dolphins for, uh, players for against the Seahawks. Seahawks are carving themselves a role as the worst passing defense in the league by far. And it looks like that's going to be a defense target, especially in DFS. Uh, this is a great week for everyone's. That's a dolphin. Uh, Chris Carson with that dirty injury last week, uh, uh, Dallas defender. What was, there was like a specific role for it. I yeah. forget the term for the role. Uh, ham hammer hamster roll something (laughs) but uh we'll see if he is going to make an appearance if he does play and it looks like he would be on a limited fashion are you guys i mean where are you valuing him are you guys going to trust that start i'm benching him i he's had two limited practices this week i feel like this is a game where they should be able to win pretty handedly i don't think he's even going to play but if he does, you, you have to think that they're going to be mixing in Carlos Hyde a little bit too much for your liking. So I'm I benching with Zenti. Yeah. I just think with the amount of running back scarcity we're seeing this year, if you have Chris Carson and he's playing, odds are you're going to play him. On the, there's a low probability chance that you have a better option that you picked up unless you were lucky to grab Mike Davis or someone, someone like that or James Robinson. But I think if you drafted him high, you got to play him. If he doesn't play, what do you guys think is the value of Carlos Hyde? Or are you a Travis Homer? I think it's a <laughs> – I think – oh, that's funny. I think it's a little <laughs> – he's like a uh, Frank Gore uh, premium. Like, he might get at a reception or two. But I think he's got, like, that 7.4, and I'm not too excited. He could fall in the end zone. It's really – I think it's – you get a touchdown, but, I mean, that's about it. If you're in a pinch, I'd go for it. I'd like to add it was a gator roll. Ooh, um, gator roll. Yeah, gator roll. Those those are the worst rolls. I mean, yes. seriously. Uh, and I guess Devontae Parker – is this Devontae Parker's big breakout week? I mean, this he could have a huge day against the Seahawks, yeah. especially when they're behind all day. Sweet. I mean, you you got to think everybody's – a lot of people should be streaming Fitzmagic this week. This will be the mm-hmm. only week you can stream him going forward. He doesn't have the best of schedule, but if yeah, you're streaming a quarterback, that means their receivers and tight ends probably could have a good week. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be Gesicki and Devontae Parker at this point. Yeah. Another matchup next weekend that could be big, has a high over under. I'm, I'm honestly pretty interested to watch this matchup is the Browns and the Cowboys. Ooh. These offenses, mostly the Cowboys, I don't know why these, but the Cowboys offense has been rolling, but they've been playing in some 
game scripts that are just out of whack. They're behind early in games every game, and they're fighting their way back, throwing the ball 60 times. Up against the Browns, who love to run the ball. We don't know what Kareem Hunt's health is going to be exactly. They, they promoted someone from the practice squad. So what are your guys' takes on this game? Who are you staying away from? What do you like? Before the injury news, I really liked Hunt in this one because mm-hmm. I think they're going to be down all day. Um, but in terms of this uh, Cowboys receiving core, this you know puzzle, I am fully – I think Amari is going to be the, the one all year, even though CD is probably a better receiver than him. And I think CD is going to be the two. And I'm, trying, and I'm trying to get rid of all my Gallup shares. Um, I just really? think he, even though he had the he had the biggest snap count this week, Gallup had seventy, Mari had sixty five, and Lamb had forty nine. I think it's gonna. They're slowly the talent will come forward, and I think that uh, I'm gonna fade Gallup. I just think it's gonna gonna be that he's gonna have exactly what we see one good week every three or four. It's not gonna be a reliable option. Great of Demina. Yeah, I, I think Gallup is just as talented as those two receivers. He grades out extremely well. The issue I have with Gallup is you have to start him because you don't know when that breakout game is going to happen. It came last week. If you benched him, hopefully you didn't lose by the difference. Um, I really like Dalton Schultz this week if you're in a bind at tight end. The Browns have been terrible against the tight end, and he's just gotten a ton of targets and a ton of play. Yeah, the Cowboys have the league's leading fastest pace in terms of how quickly they get off snaps, and that's just going to lead to more – more plays they're going to be able to run. They run a ton of plays, so they're going to be able to spread the ball around. Gallup, to me, is kind of like a DK Metcalf-type player, except not as good, and he doesn't have Russell Wilson throwing him the ball. So It's an oh, interesting whoa. take. It's an interesting hey, take. but You don't think don't, so? Don't badmouth the, Q, the fantasy QB1 for this season, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> written right. on the wall. I mean, if you, I don't have very many sh- uh, shares of – Odell Beckham Jr., but if you do, you have to feel that this is the game where he's going to come alive. It, it, they're going to be playing from behind. The Cowboys are giving up points to the wide receiver all over the place. If you own OBJ and he doesn't come through for you this week, I would be in an unhappy place. Cowboys good. I agree. I, agree. Yeah, I mean, the first episode I said that Odell was my dead of the year and that he should have been drafted in like the sixth round. And I still feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. okay, moving on to the Cardinals and Panthers. This Panthers team is actually really, really interesting. Mike Davis, they were up, and he still caught eight passes. And he still got 13 carries. So, Mike Davis, if you've got him as your flex, you picked him off with a waiver, beautiful, loving mm-hmm. it. Robbie Anderson, he's kind of eating – DJ Moore not really doing anything, but I'm, I'm not really worried about him. Uh, and, and Teddy Bridgewater, he's a little bit of a streamer QB if you need to need to throw in a QB for this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I think if you're looking at the Cardinals side of the ball, you're starting all the pieces you've been starting, but I do personally believe this is the Drake week. He's been stolen on the goal line probably four or five times by Kyler Murray rushing touchdowns, and that's not going to continue to happen the whole year. But the Panthers' run defense is horrible, and this is, the, this is the game. I'm telling you right now, right on the wall, this is the game. Kenyon Drake, over See, 100 yards, two touchdowns. I've been hearing right this here. all, you know, this is the week to trade for Drake. This is the week to trade for Mixon. I'm worried about Drake. They've had so much success with just having Kyler Murray scamper it in, you know, mm-hmm. in, the, in the five. And, you know, why would they go away from that? You know, this is, the, this is a good team. This is a powerful offense. Kenny Drake's going to do his role getting his four or five yard chunks, but I don't know. I'm, I'm worried about him. I have one share of Kenyon Drake, yeah. and I don't think that it's he. I don't, I don't think he's the trade target that people are saying. I mean, at the same time, he's getting a ton of carries, and he's getting carries in the five zone and on the goal line. He's just not punching them in. I mean, he gets one or two a game, and then when it doesn't work, Kyler's like, all right, I'll do it myself. But. <laughs> He can score those, and if he does start scoring those, you know, it'll start to even out, I think. I don't think he has the upside of where we drafted him because Kyler's rushing so much this year, though I agree. And I think my barometer for success for Kenny Drake and what's limited is ceiling this far is his involvement in the passing game. I mean, when he came over last, last half of last year, he averaged over four targets a game, and now he's seeing one or two targets a game. So that's severely capping his ceiling. 
I think they have to get him going in the passing game. He's too talented. And if he does that, I 100% agree with Kieran. But a matchup I'm interested in, Colts and Bears, like we mentioned, Pastor Nick Foles is starting this week. And like Noah mentioned, I think it raises the ceiling of Allen Robinson, of Anthony Miller. Um, kind of sad news, Tariq Cohen just got paid and then tore his ACL. I guess it's better than he got it after he got paid. I'm done. Um, but in this would matchup, you tear your ACL for 17 mil? I would. I would. I would do it too in a heartbeat. <laughs> this matchup, you know, don't overthink it. You're starting JT, you're starting Demon, you're starting Allen Robinson. You know, if you have T.Y. Hilton, you start your starting Anthony Miller. Right. I would feel uncomfortable (laughs) starting T.Y. Hilton. I think of him more as a a deep wide receiver three. I just don't trust him all that much. Hines is a low end flex if you want to. And I wouldn't really be starting either quarterback unless this was some kind of two quarterback league or you're just desperate. I think I'm in the minority, but I think this is going to be a good week for T.Y. With Michael Pittman gone. Paris Campbell gone, and a Bears team that's 3-0 and and, and can put up points, they're, they're doing a decent job moving the ball. And if the Colts want to stay in it, their defense is unbelievable, so maybe they won't have to, but I think this is a game where he might get peppered with targets, and he's still talented. He's, I, th- I think he could be a good play this week. It's kind of crazy how much they haven't utilized him this year, despite all their injuries at wide, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Like, they've brought up Zach Pascal from their practice squad, and he's now the wide receiver, too. <laughs> he just had a special connection with Luck, and when he's not playing with Andrew Luck, he's he just doesn't reach that value. Yeah. Ravens versus the Washington football team. Ravens, really interesting team right now. Uh, we had this insane year last year where the offense was incredible, and it looks like the only bright spot on the team – is Devin Duvernay, baby. Let's go. Anyways, Lamar Jackson, I mean, there was, I don't know the exact stats, but basically the summary is that when he needs to pass, he can't. And when he doesn't need to pass, he can run really well. Um, (laughs) This looks like a game where he could, you know, be really good. Um, They, the Washington front is pretty good. I think they'll do a decent job containing him. I mean, obviously, Ravens are the favorite one here. But let's talk about, you know, Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews. Are you guys panicking with these guys? I feel like you're more so panicking on Hollywood Brown. Uh, only He had 100 yards the first week, hasn't done much the past two weeks, only had two catches this past week. You know, I, I don't think he should have been drafted where he was going in, like, the fifth round. But I don't think he's a bad player at all. Uh, it's just – I would just temper your expectations for him. I agree with everything you said about Hollywood Brown, but he was not the third person taken at his position. He was not a potential second round, third round pick. Mark Andrews was supposed to get everything Hayden Hurst got, and he just hasn't. He has 17 targets through three weeks. The only reason why he's even been a borderline startable tight end in terms of points production, and obviously you're starting him, is because he had two touchdowns week one. So I'd be worried if I was a Mark Andrews owner. It does not look pretty for him. Yeah, I mean, I think with Hollywood, it really comes down to do you believe in Lamar Jackson's ability to pass the football? If you, when he's passing the football, he's looking at Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown is open. If he's just, if it was a nerves thing against Mm -hmm. the Chiefs, I don't know. But if he's passing the ball to any sort of good capability, Hollywood Brown still has electric talent. And he's one of those guys that, like Mike Mm -hmm. talks about all the time, if you have him, you kind of got to roll him out there until he has the big game, unless you really believe Lamar Jackson is not. Yeah, how about this one? Hollywood Brown or A.J. Green? Rest of the season. Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown. I'd take Hollywood. I don't want to trade for him, though. On the other side of the ball, Antonio Gibson making his way to where we wanted him, that that boring-ass offense. But he gets his (laughs) touchdown every week. He says, thank you for this touchdown. Here, fantasy owner, here's eight points. Um, So – I mean, besides him and McLaurin, Logan Thomas is getting crazy targets. It's just, mm-hmm. I guess, either it's a can't throw or a can't catch. But I would yards. actually – yeah, I would actually keep your eye on Logan Thomas because the volume is there, and you mm-hmm. know, I, he's on my watch list. I probably shouldn't have given away my little secret there, but it's okay. <laughs> I, I love the fans enough. Um, but Our yeah. Belgian supporters. Yes, absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean, I personally wouldn't be starting Antonio Gibson this week, but I see he's, I see the upside there. They'll be trailing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, catches the ball. If you have him, you might have to. But I think I think he'll fall in the end zone. Yeah. Moving on, <laughs> we have the New York Football Giants taking on the Rams. Last week, we had that kind of Giants running back roulette, and we kind of saw it play out. How many of us thought, which was you don't really want anybody there. Freeman had five carries for ten yards. I, I didn't waste waiver claims on him, but I, a lot of people did. Same with Darius Slayton. He's coming back down to earth. This Giants offense is kind of just meh. So I don't know what you're looking for there. The Rams offense on the other side of the ball, though, is looking explosive. They're looking like a really solid team. Daryl Henderson, explosive like he was in college. The wide receivers, Cup, Woods, Higby is still involved. Last week, not so much, but he still ended with a fine fantasy day because they score so much and they're moving the ball all the time. What are your guys' thoughts on these two teams? Yeah, I don't think there's a single player on the Giants that you can own. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Slayton. I think – I mean, free yeah. free Darius Slayton is the truth. I mean, that guy's good at football. <laughs> um, but besides that, I don't think there's anything to talk about. Evan Ingram, I think that's – He's bad. I think that's – I think it's over. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm completely off Evan Ingram. He had this incredible rookie season. We thought he was going to be into that – go directly into that top tier of tight ends. And maybe it's the Giants, but he just doesn't look good. Are you, are, are you guys – is there any hope? Are you going to take him in the 10th next year? No. Uh, there's no way I was drafting Evan Ingram purely from a he's not very good point, and we haven't even gotten to a he might get hurt point, which he's going yeah. to get hurt at some point. And the, and the real truth is with Saquon off the team, it's just a different show. Uh, Rams side of the ball, yeah. Daryl Henderson looks legit. I mean, he oh, yeah. was – People and I saw a tweet that was like, if Acres was getting this, then people would just be going ballistic. But it's Daryl Henderson; he's old news. Um, I, my one share of Henderson, I traded away for Hunter Henry, and there was some other stuff which I'm cool with. But mm-hmm. are you guys selling right now off the good weeks? You're really cool with Hunter Henry for Daryl Henderson. <laughs> I feel like I would yeah, be cool with. Yeah, there's that. just risk. I mean, there's just risk there. I mean, we saw Malcolm Brown. We we're like, oh, this is the guy. And like, just we like did that. not say that. We all came on here after Malcolm. Yeah. At least me and Mike. I think Kieran did too. <laughs> okay, no, not we. Not as we. we okay, okay. as in okay, the world. We for for Daryl Henderson. We're I think he's gonna he's gonna have a big game this week. But he's someone I would want to sell after this week, just because they took Acres in the second round. Not that Acres is gonna take the backfield, but I think when Acres comes back it's not going to be Daryl Henderson's show anymore. Um, so I don't – I think his value, obviously, is as high as it will be after this week, maybe another week if Akers misses a game. But it's a perfect opportunity to sell him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. And um, Cup and Woods, I mean, nothing to say. Looking good. Uh, finally Starting, got the Cup game. Absolutely. Yeah, plug and chug. Also, plug and chug. Speaking of plug and chug – the Patriots and the Chiefs this week should be a really good game. Nice, fun game to watch. Two great head mm-hmm. coaches. Uh, Cam Newton didn't have as good of a week last week just because he was playing a really stout defense with the Las Vegas <laughs> Raiders. Uh, but Rex Burkhead really made up for it. Big Rex week. And you get, you get one or two every year. <laughs> yeah. If you have Rex Burkhead and somebody in your league wants him, you need to sell him right now. I mean, the Patriots, the Patriots, I mean, when they're playing any team in the, you know, in the bottom two thirds of the NFL, it just looks like they can, you know, put all the names in a hat, pick one out and be like, all right, you just do it. I mean, it's just, it's the Patriots. We, th- we you know, eight guys are like, let's just be on the Super Bowl team with Trevor Lawrence next year. We're going to sit out COVID. It's still the Patriots. It's still Belichick. It's Cam Newton. I mean, yeah, yeah, why did definitely. the league get, let the Patriots get Cam Newton? We'll never know. Anyways, uh, going forward, I mean, the big thing is Damian Harris looks like he's going to be coming back from IR pretty soon. I have Damian Harris. I've just done the old, the old pick him up, put him on IR, and pick somebody else up because it's free spot. I, I have him in like three leagues, and uh, I'll probably hold him for the week he, he comes out. But he's honestly, right now, and then James White isn't even there either. He's, he Crazy. came back to practice too this week, so it's if looking you're like gonna, both of them can you play. rank these four guys mm-hmm. for me? 
for rest of the season. Want white. Stay no, away. Stay away. <laughs> I think if all four are healthy, White is the only one that is probably going to be rostered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have White in a few leagues. Um, I'm going to probably go White, Sony, Damian, Rex. After yeah. this week, I would agree. Yeah. I think I think Damian has the best ability to take the backfield, but, I mean, that's never going to happen in a Bill Belichick yeah. offense. So, I think you yeah. roster him, see what his, his usage is, and then probably drop him. So, I think James White ultimately winds up being the number the one. The thing about the Patriots, though, that's really good is you can totally predict who's going to have good games based on who they're playing. We saw Nikhil Harry. I mean, Nikhil Harry, the good game against the Seahawks. Yeah. Any receiver is going to have a good game against the Seahawks. But I think when Cam Newton needs to throw the ball – when they're behind, fire up Nikhil Harry, fire up Julian Edelman. When they're playing, you know, a, a sorry mm. team like the Las Vegas Raiders, hey. you know, fire up Rex, fire up Rex, fire up Sony, and you're always firing up Cam, I think. So, yeah, for sure. I think that was just sure. an anomaly last week. Uh, and then for the Raiders, a lot of, lot of injuries. Everyone loves – oh, wait. When it went too far yeah. ahead there. Hey, Chiefs, speaking of about. those Las Vegas Raiders, well, I don't think there's anything to talk about the Chiefs, but speaking of those Las Vegas they Raiders, they take on the AFC Offensive Player of the Month last week and Josh Allen, who I signed off on, kind of like how Noah took Dak, Kieran took Kyler. I don't know if Jared took anyone. I, I, I three times as many bills. Josh Allens as I do Dak's, though, so – that is good. So you're probably winning in those leagues. Zach Moss is back practicing. John Brown is not practicing. I think even with Zach Moss potentially coming back, Devin Singletary is a great play. The Raiders just gave up over 100 yards to Sony Michelle. I mean, imagine how difficult that is. You see Sony Michelle run. He can't run more than 10 yards, and there's people just like on top of him. He, so I think the Raiders' rush defense is very suspect. You know what I want to see? Devin I want to see a play. Sony Michelle, Rob Gronkowski foot race. I'd pay for that. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's, that's what we want to see. <laughs> that would, that would when, be when fantastic. They, when they take the, the COVID games away from us, just, just let us see that. <laughs> Give us a little back. Let the healthy guys let them sprint 40-yard yeah. dashes. <laughs> 5.2. Exactly. And then on the Raiders' side of the ball, you know, last week I don't think we were expecting what we saw for Waller against the Saints. And it's probably not surprising that Bill Belichick took him out of like that his game plan was to take Waller out. So I don't think you really read too much into it. I think it may be concerning if without Henry Ruggs or without a receiver to take the top off the defense, that the defense can focus on Waller. So I'm interested to see how he can perform when there's really no one else to worry about except Hunter Renfro and Nelson Aguilar. I'm just saying there's no Henry Ruggs (laughs) and Brian Edwards involved. So do you guys remember when Nelson Aguilar was like a solid wide receiver too, like four years ago? Okay. I shit you not. Nelson Aguilar has looked really fucking good this year. He does. He has, he like, has. He has like three yeah. or four catches, and he's kind of like, you know, he's bouncing out there. He looks good. He has, All right. his, he we'll has his one good play a game where I'm like, is he good? Then I check the box score, and it's like one for 12. And I'm like, ah. And he plays like 12 points. <laughs> one thing on the Bills side that I've uh, taken notice to, Cole Beasley, six for, six for 100 yards mm-hmm. last week. I mean, that's with John Brown out. I think with, with, with Josh Allen throwing this many yards, I mean, why do we get to start three receivers every week in Dallas? But when it comes to Buffalo Bills, he's throwing just as well. We can't start three receivers. Cole Beasley is, is like, you know, for yardage, I mean, he's way up there this year. He doesn't have his touchdown yet, mm-hmm. but – He's totally a PPR bench uh, stash for me. Yeah, I do think that comparison is very similar to the Cowboys last year, Mm -hmm. which is Cole Beasley's Randall Cobb. And Do you want to play Randall Cobb? Where's the upside? Where's the ceiling? He's going to be getting yards because Dak threw 400 yards a game. We're seeing a similar thing. So it's that role of a safe flex if you're dealing with injury. But I agree. He's been performing for sure. And I I think you play him when they have a – a, a matchup against a better team where they're going to have to throw the ball down the stretch. Cause he was the guy for Josh Allen on that final drive that he would yep. run those, you know, ins or outs. And as soon as he cut, Josh would just put it on him and he'd run for 15 more yards. Yeah. And I think Hunter Renfro this week, good stream should be peppered with targets, but Definitely. I don't know. It's not who, anything. Who would, win, who would win in a fight? Me or Hunter Renfro? Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got to go Renfro. It's a pro athlete. Anyways, let's move on. 
Eagles versus Niners. I wonder who's going to win this one. <laughs> Guys, I, I sent out a tweet this week. When will we see the debut of Jalen Hurts after the Carson Wentz experiment is complete? Hopefully when do you guys so. think Jalen Jalen Hurts comes out? I would so love to see Jalen Hurts play right now. I don't think Jalen Hurts comes out in the next couple of years. I think Wentz is the guy. They have no they have one singular receiver active at practice this week. One. And he's a they former QB. They don't have an offensive line. They lost two offensive linemen in the offseason. Not saying any excuses for Carson Wentz because he's looked horrible. But <laughs> he's their franchise quarterback. He's shown he can do it in the past. He's just got shitty luck. I mean, that's just what it is. It's the exact same scenario as last year where Greg Ward Jr. is a guy you can feel comfortable playing because there's literally no one else available. In this year, Dallas Goddard's hurt when he wasn't last year. So, yeah, I mean, Carson Wentz has no one to throw to once again. Yeah, his offensive line crumbles, and he's not the best decision maker when he's under pressure. That's just the reality of the situation. Yeah, and then on the other side of the ball, it just seems like, I mean, check the depth chart for the Niners. The, look at the first running back. Look at the second running back. Whoever they may be, plug them in because this team just knows how to run the ball. I really thought that, you know, oh, my God, everyone's injured. MetLife has taken down players one at a time. It's okay, though. It's, you know, it's Kyle Shanahan. It's one of the best coaches in the league. He's, he's bringing out, you know, I mean, the average, the, the, the yards per carry at the end of the year for the Niners is going to be like, eight it's gonna be insane um and then Kittle looks like he's gonna be back uh Ayuk looks good and and one thing we forget about Ayuk drafted 25th overall this past year Mm -hmm. I mean that's a serious draft capital investment crazy talented in college too absolutely and to make it even sweeter looks like Debo coming off IR next week in week five uh we're excited I mean I'm excited to have him if he's actually healthy and you know we get Garoppolo back that team could prove me wrong and make it to the playoffs. 100%. Guys, is Nick Mullins better than Jimmy G? Nick Mullins looks <laughs> really good out there. He's looked good. Yeah. Like, a but lot I mean, of the time he's played. It was the Giants. Kieran, remember that the NFL at the end of the day is a business, okay? Sure, Nick Mullins might be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. But do fans come to see Nick Mullins? No. Well, they come to no, see the most attractive man coming. in the NFL. Porn star Jimmy G. Exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. okay. 100%. I think that's enough about the good-looking man himself. We'll move on to another good-looking man and Aaron Rodgers, some may say. Maybe not, but the Falcons. Hey, I'll say it. Patrick, you, you got to respect, you gotta respect <laughs> that's what I was. That's, that's what I was thinking. The Falcons are taking on the Packers on Monday Night Football. Going to love this game. It's going to be high scoring. The Falcons are going to probably you know? go up at some point, and then they're going to lose. And I'm sorry it's to all so the It's so weird how there. the Falcons do this. It's, it's ridiculous. I, mean, I don't know. Ridiculous. I don't know how Dan Quinn is still a coach. And I also don't know how they can possibly be this bad with leads. It just doesn't make – they look it's amazing a, it's this, in the first half of every game. I think they're yeah. a Super Bowl contender, and then they suck. <laughs> they up, they're, you know, they're up 28 to three and then just like that, <laughs> it's over. And nothing changes for their offense. They have the same yeah. players out it's there. It's literally the exact same. <laughs> it's just oh like God. something doesn't work. I don't know what it is, but both big wide receivers are limited. Probably going to play this week, I'd say, in Devontae Adams and Julio. So if you have them, fire them up. Yeah. And I mean, I like MVS this week against the Falcons Monday night. That's when, no. Jerry's you know what? The shape. I hate MVS. I'm, I'm a big MVS doubter. I think I'm in on MVS. I think he has a 50 yard. Like I think he has one of those plays where he goes for 50. How could he not? I'm good. It's going to happen in the last four minutes of the game, and then he's going to have another one, and <laughs> then they're going to win. He's literally it. not even going to be on the field. He's probably going to be in the locker room. He's going to come on for one play, and he's going to score a touchdown. Like that's how he is. You don't even know Jamal he's Williams, on the field, and then he scores. This, the only way he doesn't have that play is if the second half Falcons come out for the first half of this game. And then the Falcons are down, and it's just an Aaron Jones 200-yard game. This is the Jamal Williams game where he's going oh to get a touchdown. Honestly, we mute this yeah, guy. Have 10 carries. All right, you Michael. Know, honestly, that, it could be that too. Michael, I'm really excited for this. What do you got for right. a special segment today? So I, got, I got a little segment for me. It's, I'm going to call it target practice which obviously is going to be involved in target leaders. And so first question I have for y'all, who is the leading target person? This is, keep in mind, through week three. 
So Thursday night football doesn't, doesn't count, but for this question, it doesn't matter. Who's, who has the most targets on the Lions and Jaguars? Which player? Oh, the Lions. Lions is going to be Robinson. Quinton Robinson. Yeah, that guy. And James Robinson for the Jags. It is Danny Amendola. Uh, bad at football, Keelan Cole. Damn it, that was my second choice. Are leading those teams in targets with 18, nice. both of them, 18 through two weeks. Damn. Now, this question, how three many weeks. tight ends lead their teams yet yeah, through three weeks? How many tight ends lead their teams in targets? Now, keep in mind, there's two teams that have two guys tied at the top, so they're both considered leaders, in my opinion. So, you can kind of just think about it in your head. Raiders, Waller, Waller Kelsey. Kelsey, Waller, and you said Andrews only had 18 targets. Maybe John might be enough. Maybe the Titans. Waller Gisicki. and Gesicki had a ton oh, last week. Gesicki. So. Yeah, I say Waller, Kelsey, Gesicki. Three. I'm going Three? four. Four? Let's hear it. Or maybe Red, maybe the seven. Washington football team. <laughs> Lance there Thomas. are seven tight Logan. ends. Logan tied or leading their team in tight end in, 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 in targets. And I'll reveal them after this last question. Jeez. How many targets do you think the lowest team's target leader has? So like a number. And then who do you think it is? Wait for tight end. And this question is going, you're not going to, you're not going to uh, know. It's, this this it's, is going to just. Wait, what, are you saying what tight end 14, has? I don't know. I think it's Thomas on the Redskins no, what, with what 21. target leader? 21 targets. All right, just give so it to us, man. Lord, we can't now. do this dance all day. It is the 16 targets. Jordan Reed and Kendrick Bourne lead the San Francisco 49ers in targets. So, the seven tight ends that lead their team in targets, Waller, Kelsey, Ertz, Janu, Gesicki, Herndon, and Jordan Reed. Herndon. Literally, <laughs> that is crazy. I was looking at that, and I, I could not ask you guys those questions. I love wow. that. I love that. I like that. that was a fun that was a fun little segment. I might let you keep it on for the next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into some waiver watch. Talked about Cole Beasley. Can Kirk Cousins schedule just real quick coming up? Houston, Seattle, Atlanta. Just wanted to say it again. Kieran, interesting one here. Yeah, I think if you need a spot start for this week, he's probably still on waivers. Justin Watson, I think, mm-hmm. could have a decent game. I think Week one, when they had all the targets, he had five catches, 64 yards, and that's kind of, I think, a baseline for him this game. Not necessarily the 64 yards, but I think he's going to have enough targets to have quite a few catches. Um, so if you need it, there you go. Who are you, who are you starting, Watson or Renfro? Renfro. Renfro. Bad okay. question. Do I'm better. just making sure. <laughs> making sure. Let's get into some trade them. targets. I got a bunch here. I've already, I talk about Brandon Cooks all day and all night. But I think another interesting trade target right now is Justin Jefferson, okay? People are going to want to chip away or just, you know, get, you know, oh, no, he, he, you know, let's sell high. And I think I buy it, okay? We need that wide receiver to Diggs is gone. And I think Justin Jefferson is just as talented, well, maybe close to as talented as these, some of these top rookie receivers like CD and uh judy and i think he's up there and i would go i would go trade for him i think he's a super solid flex play rest of season i mean that offense needs to give the put the ball somewhere i mean cooks mm-hmm. is cooking thielen is thielening and my last trade target is aj brown kieran real quick just a little focus group question you own some yeah. aj brown right a lot of it yeah are you happy with aj brown no See right there. That's look at but that I'm, sample size. I yeah yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. Him. Point being, AJ Brown owners are. I mean, they might be antsy to get him on the field, but I mean, this offense. I mean, the, I mean, the defense looks terrible in in Tennessee, and I think they need to put the ball somewhere. AJ Brown won me some money last year. That's why I had to. I had to respect the man, and I think you go out there and grab AJ Brown. Um, He's going to be a tough guy to trade for because we haven't really seen him on the field. But if you do find that the owner that's going to give up somebody like – help me out, guys. What's the – I'd rather have him than Odell probably. Yeah, I mean, that's an easy one, I think. But go get, I mean, go get yeah, your A.J. Brown. I, I agree with you. I think a lot of the A.J. Brown owners are probably 1-2 and two or 0-3 oh at this point. And so, yeah, me too. And you can – you know, cater to those people who are tilting a little bit, maybe thinking about throwing in the towel in some of your home leagues 
and really take advantage of that. Reach out, give them a little bit of hope and also take the value back yourself. Um, <laughs> one of the trade targets that I like, that I like, I, we touched on earlier, so I won't say too much, but I do think Kenyon Drake is going to turn it around. I don't know if he's necessarily going to have that top five upside that we talked about at the beginning of the year, but he's a solid player. He's really good. This offense is going to be rolling. And I think eventually he's going to fall into the end zone at least a handful of times. So. Mm-hmm. Love it. I think we, it's time guys to move on to the best segment of the week. Our dude versus dud. Do, do we have to review it? Do we have to? <laughs> we have to review it. We have uh, a Are you rough sure? Week. Okay. Well, <laughs> it was – let's just – we'll get into it. I had Jarek McKinnon, pretty good. Uh, Michael had Jeff Wilson. Won that Niners. I got to get. I got to give you that. You won the Niners backfield debate um, this week between the two. Yeah. Let's just stick – let's just stick to the original teams. You still taking Wilson? For this week? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I didn't have that big of a game. I think the Eagles run defense is pretty stout. Sure, let's let's do it again. Okay, I got I'm Jared McKinnon. You got way. Jeff Wilson. Uh, Jared Joe had, Wilson. Jared had C.D. Lamb five for sixty-five, eh. and then Kieran had Joshua Kelly. <laughs> Bad game, but he was supposed to have a good game. I want to talk Doug, about that one. All right, Fuck let's hear Joshua it. Kelly. Okay, that's a good analysis there. <laughs> he's a Not nice a guy, bro. He keeps he's a nice guy. But he's a nice guy. Kieran, do you know him? Carries. He's a nice guy. Actually, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> I had as my dead of the week Nick Chubb, 19 carries for 108 yards and two <laughs> touchdowns. You know, I should maybe shoot a little lower for these studs. I don't know. Uh, Michael had Diggs, had a pretty good game. Jared had David Johnson, had a pretty good game. And Kieran had. Sean Watson, even though that was probably an obvious pick against the Steelers, he still had a pretty good game. So, you know what? Um, Real quick, for my David Johnson pick, 13 carries for 23 yards, and he saves it with a goal line touchdown. Yeah, I think we'll count that. I think we'll count that. Yeah, I hate to see it. Okay. This week, who is your dude of the week? I'll start it off. It's Brandon Cooks, but that's boring. We knew that's my dude of the week. Here's a fun (laughs) dude of the week. It's the Rams' defense against the Giants. I think not only does the Rams' defense be, is the number one defense this week, I think they put up 20, even 25 this week. Ooh, I think they're going to oh go God. off. Pick six? Uh, I think Two of them. pick 12, maybe. Okay? Like, <laughs> let's do it. Nice strip sack fumble. Okay. Yeah. My guy is a guy that I don't really like. He had one catch last week. For a touchdown, it's Mike Gesicki. I like Mike Gesicki. Do you want wow. us to cheer after that or something? Yeah, he's he's clapping. Or what did Joe no. Biden say to the, those soldiers? Clap, you, you damn bastards or something. <laughs> okay. Jared is feeling it tonight. You know, I'm going to go because I know this is going to receive applause from Noah and the hat in the back. We already talked about him earlier. It's a big week for the Hawk. Mm. TJ Hawkinson. Finds the end zone. He's my dude of the week. I'll finish it off. My dude of the week, same game as Noah on the other side of the ball, Daryl Henderson. I think this Giants team sucks. I think this is his last week of getting the load of the carries. So he'll have 20 touches. He'll probably have four or five catches. And I need to do a better job of doing a dud. So I went a little safer. (laughs) All right. So, guys, last week I picked too big of a name, Nick Chubb. And you know what? I'm going to make the same mistake again. And I didn't write it in because I just wanted your reactions. We're going with Travis Kelsey. Ooh. He is my dad of the week. We just, couldn't be more disappointed. Oh, Our show is just going to tank in the ratings when our, dude, when our dads of the week outscore our okay. dudes of the week. Okay, bottom line, listen, you're starting Kelsey. You never have to touch your tight end spot. It probably He'll probably even do well in the bye week. But I know that Darren Waller is the only person on the Raiders, okay, but Travis Kelsey is that bread and butter. Tyreek Hill is going to have, you know, he's going to have Gilmore on him all day. But I think they do a good job uh, shutting down Kelsey. I think this is going to be like a, a six for 60 game for Kelsey, which I think is a quality dud. So you mean don't put him in your DFS lineup? Exactly. Yeah. Hey, thank you. That's, that's well yeah. said, Jared. Okay, well, I have a guy, Julio Jones. He has a lingering hamstring injury. And I really think he is only a flex play this week at the best. 
Wow. I said. Calvin Ridley is – he's now a top five receiver in fantasy football, and he's taking over that team. In, in real life, like, too. Yeah, yep. I, don't say, I don't think you can say, like, Julio is a flex play. He might give flex points, but you're playing him. Is Julio a – are you trading for Julio right now? No. Mm-hmm. Are you trading, like, Terry McLaurin for Julio Jones? Yes. Yes. And he did. Are you trading – DJ Moore for Julio Jones? That's yes. a bad one. Of course oh, you yeah. are. Are you trading Allen Robinson for Julio Jones? No. Mm-hmm. I'm, are you trading – here's a good one. Are you trading Anthony Miller for Julio Jones? No, 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 no. I'm not crazy. Yeah, no way. All right. right. My, dude, my dud of the week is none other than Keenan Allen, and it's not because you're benching him in your league. It's just I don't think he's a smart DFS play this week. Carlton Davis is a guy that I don't think a lot of people know. But he's the number one cornerback for the Bucks, and he's done a really good job of shutting down top receivers. Now he's going to have to work in the slot for Keenan Allen. I just don't think Keenan Allen has that crazy of a game last week. I wouldn't pay up for him in DFS. Yeah. And yep. Carlton Davis was also a great fraternity president at the top house at his university. So thank you for that. That's Carl, Carlton Davis. Any, uh, before we move on. <laughs> no, um, I saw my dud. I saw my dud. Oh, I'm sorry. My dud of the week is scary Terry, Terry McLaurin, playing in Baltimore, and – you okay, Noah? <laughs> and um, kind of scared me there. Oh, scary Terry, you're right. Yeah. So, Baltimore corners <laughs> – yeah, I think – so, for a lot of these guys, it's – you have them. They think you, they might just have a less than normal week. Terry McLaurin is one of those guys I am not afraid to bench if I have a better option. Uh, in my league, I am benching him to play Mike Davis. I am benching him to play uh, Robinson from the Jags. So I just think this is one of those weeks. He's he's playing against a corner who just got paid, who's very good, and it's a tough matchup. Dwayne Haskins is not the best quarterback, so I think he's going to have a dud week. Okay, real quick, I drove to Dallas today. My good friend Andrew over here. He had his very own dude and dud picked out this week. He just woke up from his nap when I screamed. And he's out here, Andrew, repping the orange. The mic, this is a microphone right here. Show the fans. All right, who's our dude of the week? We got two, right? Two dudes of the week. Two dudes of the week. Who you got? First dude of the week I got, Marvin Jones Jr. Kenny Galladay is back this week. I like Marvin Jones Jr. to blow up. Um, especially with Marshawn Lattimore not practicing today. Um, I like the pick of Marvin Jones Jr. And then other pick of the week is going to be Devontae Parker. Um, Seattle secondary, going to explode. Big pick this weekend. And then for this week, for my dead of the week, I actually like my dead of the week to be Tyreek Hill. I think he's going to have a lower game this week. (laughs) Dude, I picked Travis Kelsey. I like Tyreek Hill. I think four touchdowns in a row is a lot to get out of a big play guy. I think the Patriots really try to key in on him. Uh, I like Bill Belichick as a coach, and I think he outcoaches Andy Reid this week, and the uh, Patriots get the win. Ooh, Ooh spicy. Wow. I do like the Tyreek Hill pick. That Gilmore's was gonna be uh, So, Michael, um, I really love you, man. Your time here has been so special for all Yeah, for all of us. But yeah, I mean, well, I mean, okay, we'll, we'll get in contact about the, the severance package. So sorry about that. Let's get you into know why you our... can't fire me. Why is that? It's because I'm leading in our DFS teams. Oh, jeez, that is in your contract. In first actually, place. back-to-back <laughs> wins in DFS. Noah, let's let's hear what your team is this week because you're in last. I mean, you need it. Kick it off. Yeah, in the I know. I think I don't think I can say oh back-to-back champ anymore after this week. Yeah, Jared loves that flex, don't you? I got <laughs> it's magic. What is Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Brandon Cooks. I got all the cooks in the kitchen. Devontae Parker, Robert Woods, TJ, the Hawk, Hawkinson, and you know I had thirty-eight hundred bucks. I was looking down in the, in the dumps, and Corderell Patterson <laughs> could you know fall in the end zone this week, and then. Might be my, my might be my top scorer, the Rams. You should have picked up Justin Watson for thirty four hundred. Damn, <laughs> steal the value late. of the week for me. Kyler, Kamara. I originally didn't have him picked, and then I went back and moved some money around because I mean you have to have Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Mike Davis, Tyler Boyd, DJ Moore, Lavisca Chanel, banking on DJ Char getting some attention. Lavisca can work. D- T J Hawkinson, Dalton Schultz, double tight end. 
and the Ravens defense, the Ravens defense of like 4,000, they're playing Washington. I mean, you can sacrifice a little bit to get them. like it. Well, I'm going with my bread and butter, Russell Wilson, as my QB. Not even the highest QB in DFS this week. Don't know how that's possible. Uh, Alvin Kamara again. DJ David Johnson and DJ DJ Moore. Double DJ. Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Wow. Hunter Renfro. Darren Waller. Brandon Cooks. And Colts defense. They have two Panthers wide receivers. Three teammates. Two Texans, two Raiders, and two. And Brandon Cooks, baby. Those are all three horrible teams. I know. Except for the Raiders. I love them. Okay, move on to my team. Right. Huron is my name, and (laughs) I'm still here to go. My quarterback, Cam Newton, running back, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Parker. Tight end Drew Sample, Flex, Justin Watson, cheapest value on the market, and the cheapest defense there was, the Detroit Lions. I got to ask go. you a question. One question. So you guys are the two Raider fans. You guys both picked Hunter Renfro. Is it just a thing to misspell his last name? Like neither of y'all spelled it correctly in the doc. I did. It's, did I it's a W, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. oh. Isn't it a W? <laughs> it's uh, oh, he's mad. Really now he's certainly going to beat me up. I was thinking Anyways, about this, this has been a week four episode of Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter at Dudes Football. Follow us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all that jazz. Thank you guys so much. Stay healthy. Um, stay winning. Much love. Good. Bye. Peace out. What's better than this? Guys Being Dudes. <laughs>